Hello, hello, and welcome to Craven Iron Podcast. This is episode number 24. Today I'm here with Josh McClure, uh, demo crew member, hardworking motherfucker, mechanic. <laughs> How you doing, sure. Josh? Pretty good, brother. How you doing? Oh, not too bad, man. Not too bad. So um, for this podcast, I try to get uh, a lot of demo crew members because just because we're, uh, we all have like the common goal of just being a hardworking motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. And just uh, working our ass off and motivating each other. And um, yeah, you just started like popping up fucking everywhere. So yeah, I wanted to get on here and, and learn, a little, learn a little bit about you. All right. So uh, Josh, what's your, what's your story? What's your background? Uh, where are you from? Kids? Job? Um, well, I kind of from all over the place. Eastern... Uh, eastern united states my dad has been a preacher since before i was born so you know pastors move all over the place um i was born in virginia uh then we moved to west virginia shortly after that and i have a lot of family from west virginia um so we lived there for a little while and then uh ended up moving to uh lynchburg or not lynchburg uh another place in pa um lived there for a while and then moved to another place in West Virginia lived there until I was about nine or 10. And then we got moved to Blairsville and, uh, we've been here for, I don't know, 20 years or so. No, really. Lots of moving. Yeah. That's good. Uh, how old are you? I'm 30. Hey, yeah. 31. Gotta love it. Yeah. You get your dirty 30 in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we ended up. Uh, yeah, I, I just got hammered. Went to the bar. Yeah. yeah, had some had some loving from the old lady. Stuck it to her pretty good. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you moved around. And you said your uh, dad's a pastor. Yes, sir. Nice. Um, so is he part of like a? Does he every time you move? Does he move with the church or does he actually like find a new church and start pastoring there? Um, it's, it's usually like uh, other churches. They will either have a pastor retire or somebody will pass away or something and they need a new pastor. And uh, then they ask around and there's like, it's like a whole big thing. Like, I mean, it's kind of like a school, like a school district, how they have superintendents and all that. They have that and like being a preacher. So if they call him and they're like, Hey, would you like to move your family to this state or this little town? And he agrees to it. Then he goes and starts, starts a new life. Kind of. I know that's kind of cool. Not for a kid, but, uh, but yeah, right. Having to make new friends and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. No, my, uh, <laughs> my father-in-law is actually a payroll. So he bought a church. They have, I mean, my, wife's side of the family's always been into, you know, church and religion. They're Christian. Um, I'm Christian as well, but uh, it's because I dated my wife in high school and her parents were like, Hey, if you're going to date our daughter, you're going to church. Right. <laughs> so no. uh, yeah, well, I got really into it and um, I had a couple moments in my life where it was like, uh, you know, it feels like God's speaking to you, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that really started making me believe and anyways, her, uh, my father-in-law ended up, uh, buying a church 
and running his own church. He was an assistant pastor in it, and he actually hired a pastor for that church. And um, he actually still owns the church, and the uh, the pastor pays him for like renting it and still being a pastor. Right. So, uh, anyways, um, now we're here in Havasu, and he likes to move. They've been to New Mexico, they've been to Southern California, Northern, um, and I'm sure they've been to other states. They're just he he retired early because he ended up losing his leg in the military, and mm. um, yeah. So, anyways, he ended up. Uh, <clears throat> he's an assistant pastor here now in Lake Havasu at the church that we go to. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't have to move around as a child or as a kid, you know, so I didn't really get to experience that, but uh, I mean, he loves it. He loves what he does. Yeah, that's good. Um, my dad actually just retired on his birthday, uh, May 28th. So he's been camping a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, my father-in-law wants to travel the world basically. <laughs> buy the RV and toys, you know, and, uh, he's been just traveling and visiting all these other, all these areas in Arizona. Cause he visited them all in California already. <laughs> hey man, that's a life to live. Once you retire, that's what I would love to do. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So, uh, what do you do for work? Uh, mechanic, uh, been at a Smale Honda for eight years now. Um, turning wrenches <laughs> nice eight years yeah i don't have the patience oh man it's rough i'm i'm like at my wits end kind of yeah yeah um have you ever thought about like further like furthering your career i mean you could probably become a manager there and all that good stuff right um i mean you probably could it's like a family-owned business it's actually pretty big here in greensburg um but I honestly don't think I'm going to stay here forever. Like there's a guy I work with a few years and uh, I can't picture myself being there that long. It's I, I don't know. Ever since I started my fitness journey, I kind of feel like I have a different path I need to follow. So I don't know how much longer I'll be here. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel you there. I'm a, I'm a correctional officer and I, I promoted fairly quickly and I'm pretty young for where I'm at, I guess. Um, I'm a Lieutenant now and just, uh, I've always had this dream of opening up my own gym and, you know, just, I mean, kind of doing that, something like that. And so that way when I retire, I could just do what I love and just run a gym. You know what I mean? Um, not something big, but just something that'll support the family. So if, if anything ever happened and I got laid off or some, for some odd reason, uh, I'll have that support where I could just do that and have it right in your back pocket, ready to go. Yeah. So, um, like this heart thing that just happened, that kind of like put everything in perspective for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I need to start pursuing shit. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. You never know. I mean, life's crazy nowadays and then being 31 years old and having a issue with your heart, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, no, it's pretty shitty. And you know, I think the scariest part about the whole thing, uh, the scariest part about the whole thing is when the doctors and the nurses and everybody were asking about my will. (laughs) And I don't have a a will. Like, yeah, you're 30. Yeah. No, they're like, Hey, you got a will? I was like, no. They're like, we should probably get a will. 
I'm like, what the fuck do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, right. That's rough. I, I don't know what I'd do if I heard that. Well, honestly, I was just, I mean, I was kind of hoping for the best because I'm 30 and I work out constantly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I haven't worked out in the past like two, like two weeks, three, uh, mm-hmm. probably, probably about a month now, actually. Cause I started feeling weird in my chest and shit and, yeah, right. um, you know, started getting like these little cramps on the sides and like chest pains, just minor yeah. chest pains, just like mainly uncomfort. It wasn't like sharp pain or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, so I started feeling that and about a month ago and I slowed down the gym just a little bit just to see if it'll go away. You know, uh, blood pressure has been super high <laughs> and, yeah. uh, 4th of July, I actually checked it, and it was uh, stroke level. Damn. Yeah, so I was like, mm, I got to figure something out. So on 4th of July, I decided that next Monday I'm going to uh, call around. I'm going to call to all the providers and all the doctors and everything in town because I don't have a provider. I never go to the doctor. I never need to. Right. So um, I decided I'm going to fucking call around and find a doctor. So nobody would answer my calls. Nobody would call me back, nothing. And I called like numerous times, left messages. I explained to them, look, I have chest pains and it's minor, but I'm 30 years old. I shouldn't be feeling this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but no one called me back. So I said, fuck it. Um, I'll just go to the ER. So I ended up going to the ER on Wednesday. I think it was right after work. And then, uh, yeah, I went to the ER and I was, I mean, I was kind of, I was feeling it still, you know, I feel it not all day, but I have my spurts. So I ended up uh, going to the ER and they ended up um, telling, doing the EKG and they said that was abnormal. They did chest x-rays and they said that was abnormal and just uh, blood pressure was high, you know, and um, then they wanted to ambulance me to Vegas, which is like two hours away. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? And I'm like going in there, I'm thinking, oh, you know what they're going to say? It's gas or some, something stupid, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, then it started, ended up being all that shit. And I'm like, fuck, man. A little more severe. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm kind of like freaking out or whatever. And they said, hey, because of COVID, uh, it's going to be about like 12 hours before we can get you to um, Vegas or get you in the ambulance to go to Vegas. So, and I'm sitting in this small ass observation room <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. So I was like, uh, you know what? How about this? Just what's, what's going to happen? They said, well, you'll go there, run a couple more tests, then you'll come back to Havasu and go see a cardiologist. I said, okay, well, how about this? Um, instead of waiting these 12 hours, can I, uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me drive myself up there cause it's a liability. Right. Right. But I said, well, what if I just refuse all your treatment? And release you guys of liability. Can you give me all the information so I can talk to the cardiologist tomorrow and I'll just go see him? And uh, they were like, mm, yeah, that's an option. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, they said, okay, well, if your chest pains um, increase. And they gave me some uh, some aspirin and stuff like that to make my blood pressure go down. And uh, they said, hey, if your chest, pain, chest pains increase, then come back. So, okay. So I ended up going home, called the cardiologist, and uh, the cardiologist that they gave me was the one that actually wanted me to go to Vegas by ambulance. So I go in there, um, or I call him in the morning, and he says, uh, you know what, I'll see you right now. Just come right now. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go there, and as soon as I walk through the door, he's like, and it was like only a five-minute wait when I walked in the door, you know what I mean? Right. So uh, 
like he actually had concern about it, which is kind of scary, but it's relieving because he actually gave a shit, you know? Yeah, most of them don't. Yeah, so walked to the door and he's like, well, I wasn't expecting to see you. <laughs> like, hmm. what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm expecting to see like either some overweight 30-year-old or some really skinny, unhealthy 30-year-old. I'm like, right. nope, that's what it is. And uh, anyway, so long story short, he ended up saying I have athlete's heart and it's where your heart expands. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why my blood pressure is raised and that's why my uh, EKG was off. And my uh, chest x-rays are um, irregular because I guess when my heart, exp- or, uh, when my heart expanded, um, I guess the muscle around the heart expanded to provide like protection and shit maybe. Yeah. I don't know the fucking technical terms for shit. <laughs> kind, of, kind of illiterate, but. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, anyways, he said, he said it's kind of a concern just because um, there's athletes that get this and it's mainly in like bodybuilders and powerlifters and just, I guess just people that work out often. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he said that, uh, it's a, um, he, he's, he's seen, um, athletes just their heart just stop and they die. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, God damn. That's not comforting. So, at all. so is it like the muscles around your heart just get like too big? And it just like kind of closes your heart off. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of why he how or how he explained it. He said it has to do with the blood flow to your heart. Like your body still. I mean, your heart's expanding and it provides more blood flow, I guess. Hmm. And uh, just you need to make sure, like, so. Um, I don't know if they're just they didn't get enough blood flow or whatever. He didn't really go into too much detail about it. Just stopping, but uh, he said that as of right now, that's not my there. That's not his concern with me. Mm-hmm. So. Got a, an appointment or a follow-up appointment. He's going to check, like, all my blood work. And um, even though they did at the hospital, but he's going to do a ultrasound. And he's pretty much going to check, all like, all my kidneys and liver and all that yeah. shit. And then, uh, he's, yeah, and then he's going to make sure that uh, my body's providing enough blood for my heart. So. Shit. Yeah. And then he said, don't get, don't get smaller because that can suffocate your heart or some shit. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, so work out or die. Yeah, all right. Cool. Damn. That's wild. <laughs> then they kept asking me if I'm on steroids. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not on steroids. But <laughs> not thanks yet. For, thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a scary thing. It's fucking mm-hmm. gotten sure. real quick, you know. <laughs> that's why I don't like to go to the doctors because I kind of don't want to know. Well, I mean, that's kind of why, like, I've been hesitant on getting blood work done. It's like, man, do yeah. I really want to know what the fuck's wrong with my body? Like, yeah, right. it's like going to the dentist when you chew. Like, I chew, mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, I don't want to go to the fucking dentist, because I know they're going to be like, ah, your mouth is fucking terrible. Yeah. I just went the other day. Uh, I went on a Wednesday, and they were telling me that I got good teeth. I got no cavities. They were just doing a cleaning, and uh, they're like, but your lips looking pretty bad so you should probably stop chewing i'm like well yeah you say that every time and they're like yeah well you really need to so i don't know when that's ever gonna happen but yeah no i got a i got a cap put in a fucking fake tooth over my tooth yeah yeah because i guess uh my tooth was cracking it's not because of chewing but my tooth was cracking so they had to fucking 
glue it and cap it. So, wow. Yeah. yeah it's pretty crazy. My brother, uh, he's had a bunch of teeth issues in his life, but he was at the dentist one time and he used to drink Mountain Dew like two liters a day. And, uh, I mean, he's real skinny, so it, his metabolism just pushed it all out pretty much. But, uh, the dentist told him that the chew's not bothering his teeth and it's just the Mountain Dew and he needs to quit drinking that. And I was like, are you serious? What dentist tells somebody not to chew snuff? But Hey man, that's what he told him. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, I used to change it back and forth. Just yeah. Fucking, yeah. But I mean, you, when you have it on one side so long and it creates that pocket, then you yeah. put it on the other side and it gets all fucking messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, anyways, enough about me. Let's talk about <laughs> me. <laughs> right. Uh, you got any kids? You got family? Uh, yeah, I got a son. Um, He's two years old. His name's Roman. He's, uh, he's wild. Definitely fruit of my loin, as a lot of people say. Um, he's crazy though. I mean, it's, it's weird having a kid and still being a kid at heart, I guess. Um, but he's, he's fun, man. That's like kind of the whole reason I got into fitness really just so I could keep up with him. And then, uh, I have a girlfriend uh, we've been together for about six years. Um, I call her my wife because we've been together forever in my eyes. And one day it's going to happen. So isn't there like, a, is really, isn't there like a legal, like you've been together for so long and you're technically yeah. married, right? I think, it's, I think it's seven years. Oh, you're getting there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. We're, so I, I mean, I wear a ring. It's not legally married, but I consider it what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's cool. Um, she's 26. Smoking. Smoking. I saw, oh, the zoo pictures. That's what I saw. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty fun place. Yeah. It looked fun. Did she have a kangaroo in her hand? Yeah. Um, you had an option at that photo booth. You could either hold a snake. It was a, a ball python or a baby kangaroo in that little sack. And uh, we tried to get Roman to hold the snake, and he was all for it until he got in there and sat down, and then he was, like, not having it. So uh, she grabbed the kangaroo, and he wouldn't hold it. <laughs> Even a kangaroo. He, he just he wanted to turn away. He wanted to run. Oh, jeez. He, he's like that sometimes. I mean, he's all for something until it's in his face, and then he's like, nah, not having it. No, my kid's the same way. My kid's – uh. Yeah, no, he used to – I don't know, he, he used to be more active when school was going on. He would always, yeah. always want to go outside and throw football around or something. But now that school's over and uh, he's just stuck inside all the time. And it's 120 in Havasu, so he doesn't have, like, that recess period or gymnasium yeah. period or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, like, when I go outside to work out or something in, like, the 120 degrees, he used to go out there with me. But, yeah, he got a little lazy. That's right. Couldn't imagine that. We're uh, I think we hit ninety five today. No really. That that's hot for us. I mean that that's pretty rough. I can imagine one hundred and twenty. That's crazy. It's like ninety five at like one in the morning here. Where's that at? Where are you at? Arizona. Yeah, Lake Havasu. Damn. 
Yeah, gotta love it. I guess Phoenix is is Phoenix is like three hours south, I think. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's I guess it's like five fucking degrees hotter there. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's I'll stick to the heat. I like my snow. Yeah, no. Uh, we actually wanted if we were talking about moving somewhere like in the future. Um, yeah. This place, Williams, it's northern, and it has all the seasons, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be nice. Definitely. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, you have kids. What does your, uh, your wife do, girlfriend? Um, right now, she's just making uh, T-shirts. Um, I bought her one of those cricket things. So she, she's cranking out. Honestly, I think we can make a business out of it. Um, but before that, she was a certified nursing assistant. She was doing that for a long time. And a uh, home health aide. And then once we had Roman, uh, she didn't get back to work quick. And then she ended up starting a part-time job somewhere else because the place she was working as a CNA, um, they didn't need any more staff when she was able to work. So uh, she started working part-time somewhere. And uh, then COVID hit. And at that point, she was getting back into being a CNA. And they laid her off, and she hasn't worked since. So she's just home cranking out T-shirts. And, I mean, she's making pretty good money doing it. So hey, if we could start a business, I'm all for it. Was it like custom shirts? Yeah, yeah. She's making tons of stuff, man. Any Anything people want, she is creative enough to do it. It's pretty cool. No, really? You guys got a website or anything? Um, I told her she needs to make an Etsy or – go to uh, that GoDaddy website or whatever and make a website. But right now she's just working off of Facebook mm. and uh, she, her little title is called with love. Um, but yeah, she makes tons of custom t-shirts. I mean, she's cranking at least 15 to 20 shirts a day. Jeez. So it, yeah, she's busy. She's definitely busy and me working. So she's doing it all with a two year old running around and two dogs. So got to give her credit. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, my wife, she works assisted livings and she's um she's a lead med tech. Basically just handles all their medication and right, right. tracking and uh she goes out and passes them all out to the elder and make sure they take the adequate amount. If they need more then she monitors it or whatever. Um but anyway, so yeah, she was thinking about uh stopping, you know, just like taking a break. Because mm-hmm. when I when I was a sergeant and I was uh I wasn't salary because now I'm lieutenant, so I'm salary. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of make less than a sergeant just because of the overtime. <laughs> right. But uh, even though I make more hourly, I guess. But um, anyway, so when I was a sergeant, I made a shit ton of money. I did like probably 316s and 212s every week. Just fucking, I mean, the overtime was there, did officer posts, you know, mm-hmm. and uh fuck ton of money. And Anyway, so she was able to do the stay-at-home mom thing, and uh, we just had our daughter, and uh, she loved it. But then we ended up uh, – I, I think she got a little stir-crazy because she was just hanging out with the daughter and stuff. Been there. And I was working I was working so many hours, so it was a little hard for her, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine doing it all, like, every day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was laid off. When COVID hit, I was laid off for a month. And not that I don't love my family, but I'm made to be working. 
Mm. Like I'm supposed to be working. It's just, it's how I was brought up. You just always work. And, uh, it was, it was pretty rough for that month. I mean, we didn't get into like any crazy fights or anything, but it was just me being home every day. You could tell there's a little tension and, uh, I couldn't wait, wait to get back to work. I mean, I was sitting home. Yeah. I was collecting unemployment, but it's not the same. I mean, you're not earning it. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm made for. I'm made to work. So it was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I gotta, I gotta stay busy, you know? Yeah, sir. Like, uh, most days, well, how my day usually goes is, I mean, before this harshest happened and I was working out every day. Um, Mm -hmm. so I woke up at like three in the morning, hit a workout, maybe do some morning cardio or something, go to work, work my little eight hour shift or 10 hour or whatever it's going to be that day. Like Mm -hmm. today was a 10 hour shift because it's stupid shit at, at work. But, uh, yeah, work my little fucking eight to 10 hour shift. And then, uh, I'll come home do a podcast or do something or do the social media thing. Cause you know, Democrat member, you gotta at least try yeah. to interact a little bit. Yeah. Like a lot of times I can't post every day, but I try to post at least a couple times a week mm-hmm. and I try to read everybody's shit because uh, it's nice to get feedback, you know, or give feedback, yeah. I guess. Definitely. But um, anyway, so I'll do that for a little bit and relax and, or I'll do the podcast and then I'll go work out. Or I'll do cardio or work out if I didn't do it in the morning. But uh, make dinner for the kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, love the wife. And then uh, try to fucking hang out for the last, like, couple hours of the day. Oh, I'll, I'll do something around the house, too. Right now, I got a new fucking dog. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And the fucking dog's hyper and shit. And we're not uh, used to that. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh we have a um a black lab and pit mixed and she's six. Um so she just wants to lay around all the time and be lazy. Um but we got a puppy last year and he turned into a monster. I mean he's he's a good dog, but he's a uh a mastiff, a great dane and a pit all mixed into one. Holy crap. And he's a beast. Uh, his name's Zeus, so it's kind of fitting. Um, yeah, no kidding. He, he kind of looks like Scooby Doo, to be honest. We always call him Scooby, just as a nickname. But he's just standing, both legs or all four legs on the floor. He's probably three and a half feet off the ground. I mean, he's he's a big dude, and he's yeah. so dumb. It's so funny. He'll just run into everything, and you can hear it. it's like he'll run into the table not knowing how big he is and it like shakes the entire dining room. <laughs> if you're laying on the couch, he'll try to hop on your lap and he thinks he's a little puppy still. He's only one and he's massive. It's crazy. Yeah, we got, so we have a, we have a dark brown lab and a pit bull and named Nunu. And uh, the dark brown lab, we ended up uh, getting it from a friend because they, well, the dog got sick and they couldn't, you know, take care of the dog for a little while. And so they were like, hey, we're going to drop him off at the Humane Society. And the dog's a really good dog, listens fucking well. And we're like, ah, you know what? 
we can't see you do that because they put the dogs down at the human site if they don't get adopted, uh, you know, fast enough or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So I ended up uh, saying, fuck it, we'll take it. So we ended up taking the dog. Um, not too fond of the name. Sorry, guys, if you're going to watch this. <laughs> but uh, not too fond of the name. His name's Gabe. Gabe. It's an odd name for a dog, but. Well, hey. I mean, but it's, it suits him, you know. He's kind of a lazy one. And lays around yeah. nothing. Uh, our pit bull's old. Yeah. It's super fucking old and deaf. So you gotta like you just sit there and yell, yell, no, no, fucking nothing. <laughs> Throw shit at the dog, nothing. You gotta like right in his face. Come on, <laughs> nudge it a bit. Yeah. So the new dog is um, half shepherd, half shepherd, and half husky. Hmm. Probably beautiful. Really, really beautiful dog, but hyper as fuck. Like, yeah. Those huskies are crazy. So I, uh, I got told by a friend that used to own a Husky. Um, he said, Hey, what you need to do is you need to give the dog a job mm. because if you don't give the dog a job, the dog's going to chew fucking everything up in your house. Yep. yep. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I looked up videos, canine videos, actually how to uh, train canines and to be guard dogs. But you have to start at basics, obviously like, you know, go get it, uh, come heal all that shit, you know? Like a little boot camp. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that. Um, like when the sun starts going down and it gets a little cooler outside, like when it gets like 115. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I've uh, been trying to do that a little bit and then get them out. But um, what sucks is I have to exhaust it. I have to make him tired first because he has way too many squirrel moments. Yep. Yeah. So I got to fucking like – I got, I bought a fucking duck that I finally found a thing that he'll chew up like a chew toy, you know, he just chewed on fucking socks and shoes and sandals and shit. Yeah. That's Zeus, man. Yeah. He just, he did that for, well, he still does that. What am I saying? Fucking little asshole. But, uh, <laughs> but I finally found a duck. So I'll just throw the duck. I'll play fetch with the duck for a while. And, uh, it squeaks. I think that's what it is. The fucking squeakiness, but mm-hmm. Yeah, so finally exhaust him like that, and then I can get his focus a little bit to train him. Right, right. So he's getting there. He's still chasing yeah. up all the time. Can't fucking leave him alone. <laughs> That's just to a T, man. He's he's a wild one when it comes to chewing shit. Um, I told Haley when we first got him, it was a couple months in, and I was like, we should have just named him Little Shit. It w- it would have been so so fitting. Cause that's all I'm saying all day long. Um, but yeah, he, he chewed, he chewed a dresser, a corner of a dresser. He chewed the carpet, uh, a table, and he's always coming out with laundry every night. I hear his collar going crazy. I'm like, he definitely has something. I go out sock t-shirt, another sock. I'm like, dude, you don't learn, but he's fun. He's a good dog. When you're outside, I mean, I could let him off his leash and, he won't go anywhere. He'll follow me everywhere. But if I take Zelda outside and let her off, she'll be gone. That's Zelda? Yeah. Zelda and Zeus. Nice. Yeah, Haley had her uh, before we got together. Like, right before we got together. So, she did the naming. And uh, she always said that Zelda never liked anybody that she would bring over and met until me. And, uh, 
yeah, Zelda loved me from day one, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's got to tell you something. Yeah. But I, I think I think she knew I was good people, though. I mean, I've actually known Haley since – probably since she was in diapers. Uh, her family went to my dad's church, so yeah. I've known her my whole life. Um, we always tried to get together when we were kids, but it, it, it would, just wasn't the right timing. And then uh, – I don't know. It happened, and now's the right time, I guess. Yep. Six, what, six years later? Yep. Yeah, uh, I named the new dog Rocky. Rocky, yeah. Yep. Nat Lyons actually gave me that uh, gave me that name. Good job, Nat. <laughs> because uh, I always talk about, like, when you first start working out or whatever, you find your, your role model. Like, I want to look like that guy. Yeah. So then you follow his workouts. That's, like, how you – start right so uh my guy was um Dwayne Johnson the rock yeah and I think I said that during a podcast so he ended up saying what about Rocky after Dwayne Johnson he posted a very put up a picture or sent me a picture <laughs> of the rock and I'm like you know what all right I'll give you that one yeah hell yeah uh but yeah no it's pretty good um so anyways you're a hunter huh Yes, sir. Since I was uh, probably eight or nine years old. Mm, lucky you. Yeah. And yeah. my whole family hunts. Yeah, and no, I'm a I'm self-taught. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I ended up uh, doing my hunter's course when I was like 12, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I think um, my dad wasn't in. Actually, none of my family was really into hunting. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, but I mean, it was just like one of those things like, Hey, you know what? Let's go get our hunting license. All of us together, me, my dad and my brothers went. Right. I don't think my little brother went, but, um, anyway, so we ended up going and got it, uh, got it at the young age. And then when I turned like, I want to say like maybe 14, 15. Yeah. Uh, me and my buddy, we were, we had our guns, you know, and I was like, Hey, let's go kill something. Well, we're bored. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. So we picked up our shotguns and we went out and we just fucking uh, killed like two quail. Yeah. And we got all excited. Oh my gosh, yeah. Killed our first animals and took selfies and shit, holding them up like they were <laughs> big ass turkey. And <laughs> and then uh, my grandpa, he said he owns a vineyard that was right up, right up the road, a winery, you know. Right. And um, anyways, he's like, hey, it's uh, there was a drought going on in California, Northern California, uh, in the woods, out back woods. We ended up, um, I guess, the squirrels were chewing on his drip lines. He put a game camera up to see who was chewing on the drip lines, because you know, it was just fucking flooding everything. Right. So uh, he put a game cam up. And he's like, "Hey, showed me the game cam. You see a fucking squirrel posing in the camera, like, huh, fuck you,' and then chewing on the drip line, posing again. And little yeah. bastards." Yeah, so he said, hey, uh, if you're going to go out there and kill things, go out there and kill as much squirrel as you can. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's fucking go. So me and my buddy, we go out there with our shotguns, a fucking cargo pocket full of shells. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we killed, like, that day we killed – had to be, like – I got, like, 13, and I think he got, like, 12 or something. <laughs> Oh, dude. No we more squirrels. Yeah, no, we just and we just walked. We just, just kept walking, and they just popped up, popping up everywhere. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, we're like, here you go. He's like, all right, now you got to eat him. Like, what do you mean you got to fucking eat him? <laughs> He's like, you kill it, you eat it. So we're like, well, fuck. So he gave me this big-ass manual. It's like that thick on how to skin anything and how to clean anything and where the muscle groups are and where the, you know, where the meat is, what's good, what's bad. Huge fucking book. Has squirrel, uh, quail, fucking raccoon, coyotes, whatever. Um. So he's like, here you go, start reading and uh, clean them. I'm like, fuck, all right. So flipped it to the squirrel page. We fucking read it and we uh, cleaned them all and like, okay, well, well how are we going to cook them? So we just stuck them on a stick and put them over a barbecue and just fucking screwed them. Little shish kebab. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ate the fuck out of the squirrel. <laughs> but then that, it just became a thing. And then we were like, hey, let's, when we got a little older, after we killed all the squirrel in the neighborhood, uh, we were like, hey, you know what? Let's go fucking go. Let's go for bigger game. So we started doing uh, deer, bear, and tried. Uh, I called in mountain lion before, but I got scared and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I called in a bear once with a coyote call. That was kind of cool too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anyways, we ended up uh, just – it got to the point where when I – when we got a little older, we ended up filling – both of us ended up filling every tag we've ever bought in California. It was nice because you could buy two right. over the counter So in our full rifle. So we filled every tag that we got. And then I Can't moved – yeah, and then I moved to Arizona, and uh, it's totally different. You have to draw for everything – and uh, if you get if you do get drawn for something, it's going to be somewhere you've never fucking been before. Mm-hmm. So you need to take like a week in advance just to scout the fucking area. And then when you get there, it's uh, prime hunting season, or it's uh, dry, or it's um, it's the rut, you mm-hmm. know, because you can hunt during the rut here, and uh, which is a good time. But there's fucking people everywhere. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, it's just. You'll be like trying to sneak through a fucking trail, and then all of a sudden you hear fucking three gunshots go off. It's like, hmm. damn it! <laughs> so your rifle seasons during the rut? Yeah, one of them. We have two. I wish ours was our archery seasons during the rut. So at oh. our deer seasons November, and the rut's just ending. So most of the time you're not going to see a big buck. If you do, then you were right up on it. Most of yeah. them bedded down. They don't move. Yeah, no, we got one in the morning. Or uh, sorry, not in the morning. Sorry, um, one earlier in the year, and then one later in the year. But I mean, it's all it's all draw. So it's like uh, obviously they're separating it amongst people, you know. So I'm sure they don't draw as much people for the rut season. Right. Right. But yeah, so um, it's good times though. I mean, I fucking, I miss going out. I went out last year. I didn't get drawn this year. That's what really sucks about Arizona. Cause if you're not drawn, you're like shit out of luck, you know, mm-hmm. and I put in for like six zones. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. But my points are up. So I'll get, I'll for sure get something tomorrow or next year, you know, might even, get, might even get like elk or something. Yeah. You know? That's one thing I always wanted to do. I always wanted to go out to Colorado or one of the Dakotas and try to get an elk or some type of big game like that. I think that'd be awesome. Go out for like a week or two weeks or something. That'd be real fun. Yeah, my buddy, yeah. 
buddy went with his woman and uh or last year and um he's like oh i got one and he got this little fucking this little one with the little stubs you know and then uh he's like yeah that's the only one that we found yeah he's like there's fucking hunters everywhere i'm like okay (laughs) and he said he had three more days out there then his woman had a tag too he's like well we're probably we're probably not gonna get anything but we'll just be out here for the experience so she ended up getting this fucking massive one, just huge. Like the next day, <sighs> filled their fucking freezer and some. Badass. It's like holy shit. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough. My grandparents have a lot of land in West Virginia. That's where we've always hunted. Um, we always go out there for Thanksgiving week, and uh, that that's our deer season. That's our rifle season. And growing up. Um, it was pretty much just kill everything you see. And there's a lot of farmland out there. So the farmers really want the deer off of their property because they're eating all the crops. Um, so it was like a free for all every year. And that's, I grew up hunting the right way and then kind of killer. And uh, it was kind of like a goal just to be named the deer slayer. <laughs> <laughs> for for many years, I mean, me and my brother were, you know, back to back, just dragging in deer left and right. And then the one year we were sitting at a barn and uh, we saw these deer come out on a Monday. It was two doe and then there was a couple babies with them. And we just watched them eat. Instead of killing something, for some reason, both of us just decided to watch them eat. And it was really cool to see them actually you know not being scared just living in their own habitat so you know we didn't shoot them that night and we ended up going back to the same spot the next night same thing happened except they brought a couple more out um by thursday we still haven't shot a single deer and uh these deer keep coming out at the barn they're probably 150 200 yards away and they're doing the same thing every night eating in the same spots Every night they're bringing out more deer. Uh, by Thursday, it was probably five, six o'clock, getting dark. Um, There's a whole herd out there. There was probably 15, 20 deer. And the two original doe that we saw on Monday were the biggest. And they were standing in a perfect spot. Um, I think he marked it. It was like 170 yards for one, 180 for the other. And I climbed over to a window and I was hanging out the window and he was standing at the door of the barn and we were both locked on and it was pretty cool how it happened. And, uh, he yells over, he goes, Hey, you got one. I said, I'm ready. And, uh, he's like, all right, me too. And we literally counted. It was like one, two, three, boom, boom, disappeared. Couldn't see him. So we go walking up after a little while. His is down. We find his first. So I'm looking around. I'm like, there's no way I miss this damn deer. It was a perfect shot. I mean, it was it was a decent distance and it was up a hill, but it was it was a perfect shot. So he's starting to uh, gut his deer, and I'm walking around looking. Well, it was a hill, and there was a little valley in between us and the uh, where the deer were. So it looked a lot different than it really was. Uh, it was actually down over the hill. I ended up finding it. 
So we both got huge deer that year. And ever since then, I haven't hunted just to kill. I mean, I'd rather walk into the woods and walk out without shooting anything and just see them, you know, live in their natural habitat. And I think that's kind of the whole point of hunting. I mean, it's not just going out and killing. you got to appreciate it. And I'm glad I learned that before I got too old because now I can teach Roman that when he's growing up. And, you know, he can start off on the right foot instead of, you know, trying to just be a killer. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. Um, I mean, I think it's like uh, if you are – you have your like guys that just go out and hunt just to fill a fridge or whatever. I mean, you have your trophies. Like I want my trophies. Right. Yeah, but, absolutely. uh, you know what I mean? But, um, I've had kind of a similar experience is, uh, me and my buddy, we were bow hunting for, uh, it was probably like the third time and we haven't shot a deer with a bow yet. And, uh, I had a trail camera out on this property and this guy, he owns this, he owns like, um, it was like 1200 acres of rolling hills and then it goes into this forest but he has cattle out there and he said hey you just you can hunt on this property as long as you keep coyotes off yeah right we're like oh okay cool so we go out there and uh he has these he has these little ponds just i mean you know just for the cattle to drink out of or whatever so we were sitting there and we i put trail cameras out at this pond and there's a huge buck just fucking huge looked like a fucking horse <laughs> i think yeah and uh I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's go out there and let's go try to see if we could find this buck. So we sat there early in the morning, and there's a there's a pond here, a spring pond here, and it goes up this little bank, and then it dips off, and there's one right up here. Yeah, but we were sitting at the bottom one, so right. But it was it was fairly close, so you could hear something if it was up here. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in this brush with uh, with our bows, and uh, we're like, hey, you know what? Let's go check the other one. And we stay, we were starting to walk up there, and we hear. Um, we hear something up there, you know, well, it didn't sound too big, but then we're starting to come up this, here's the little water, right? We start coming up this bank and we see these huge fucking antlers and it's like, holy shit. And so literally here's the pond. Here's the, here's the buck right here. And here's the bank. And we were literally like sitting right here yeah, watching them. Like we were probably, we had to be like 10 yards away. If that, and we were just laying on this bank. And we're just watching them. We're like ready to shoot and everything. Huge fucking buck. Just a fucking stallion. It was beautiful, beautiful buck. Never seen one that big out there. And I've been out there for years. Right. So uh, like, you know, this guy's survived a lot of fucking seasons. <laughs> for sure. So, um, anyways, just us being that close and just being able to watch the buck just do what it does and shit. We ended up not shooting. And same experience, you know, me and him, we look at each other and it's like, this is fucking cool. We ended up taking pictures and shit. And yeah, yeah, actually it's in my photo album I made and it was, it was fucking, it was really cool. Good experience. And it's just, it would have been a fucking killer shot. Easy, easy kill. But, um, it's nice just being that close and just, he doesn't smell you. He doesn't know you're there and he's just doing his own fucking thing. It's like, you know what, I'm, I'm part of this out here. You know, this is like, I'm like one with nature kind of. Yeah. Might, yeah. Might sound, might sound corny, but it's fucking, it's like a real thing. I know the feeling though. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then, uh, I think my third buck I ever killed, I had to go fishing for. That was kind of, that was kind of fun. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a decent sized pond. It was right on the side of this pond and I was just walking 
it was in the early in the morning and I was walking to my, one of my spots. And then, uh, yeah, I see like, there was like, I think three buck, there's like a fork and horn. And then there's like two, three by threes, you know? And I'm like, the fuck and they were just sitting there they didn't notice me and i have this little skinny ass tree that i was standing next to i'm like oh shit so i get behind the skinny tree trying to hide <laughs> and uh oh it was opening it was opening day <laughs> so i'm like huh i could just i could just pick they were like all fucking broadside just drinking out of this fucking pond yeah and uh it was like through a little bit of brush you know but um i'm like I could pick. This is cool. So I get on that tree, right? And I'm watching and I'm like, okay, which one do I want? Do I want the meat or do I want the points? You know, <laughs> kind of, you know, decide in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, um, there was one, there was two, three by threes, but there was like one with a bigger points and then one with bigger body. So I'm like, ah, you know, I'm going to go. And I ended up going with the points. So, Anyways, I'm aiming through this brush, you know, perfect fucking shot, and I'm waiting for it to get broadside again. So, anyways, I shoot, and I see all of them just run, and I didn't mm-hmm. see anything fall. And I'm I, I I haven't missed with my rifle, and I haven't had to chase any uh, any buck with my rifle yet. So I was like, hmm, did I fucking miss? Out of all that, I waited like probably a good five minutes to pick, <laughs> and I fucking missed. So anyways, yeah, so, well, one of them, or one of them was still around. So I'm like, and I see it between the, or behind the brush. So it's a little, it's a little foggy or whatever. And it's still, the sun's still coming up. So it's a little dark, but um, anyway, so I'm like, oh shit, it's right there. So I'm pointing, I'm aiming and I can see the points and I'm like, oh, that's a bigger body than I thought. Right. So I'm aiming and I'm right, ready, ready to fucking pull that trigger. And then I see my deer just boop and on the side and I'm like, Oh, oh shit that would have been <laughs> yeah that would have sucked yeah so uh anyway so then that one takes off and i'm like okay well mine's laying there i could see it right on the side of the fucking lake and uh i don't see the chest raising or anything and i'm like i'm gonna wait a little bit so i waited obviously let it you know so i don't fucking spook it and it run anywhere <laughs> if it's still alive um so anyways, I waited a couple minutes, and then I went over there, and I'm looking at it, and it's not chest, chest not raising or nothing. I'm like, okay, cool, good score, beautiful buck. So I get like, I probably get like two feet away, get like two feet away, getting ready to grab it, and it pops up, looks at me. I'm like, oh fuck! I jumped, and when I jumped, the fucking thing spooked, and it dove in the fucking lake, <laughs> and it swam to the fucking center. And then you could see it start like going under because it was suffer. It was like couldn't swim anymore because it was like dying. And it's suffocating. It's going. It's going. And I'm like, no, no, come back, <laughs> come back. So it turns around and starts swimming towards me. Like, oh shit, I'm dying. I'm. I got to get out of the lake. I'm like, no, you're in like the fucking deepest part. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, it ended up ended up dying. And then it sunk to the bottom. I'm like, god dang it, <laughs> motherfucker. So I ended up I ended up getting a boat. Just a little tin boat, you know. Got a boat, jumped outside of there. I boated out there, jumped outside of the boat, and I fucking grabbed a rope, and I fucking, you know, went all the way down to the bottom of the fucking lake, found the fucking leg in the big-ass mud pit that I was sitting in. I'm like, God damn it. And, I could, and I'm, I'm underwater, and I can't see shit, you know. But yeah. I, so I'm just like, 
the feeling. And, oh, I think that's a leg. No, no, that's a wiener. All right. Nope, that's a leg. You know. Close enough. Tie it off. <laughs> Tie it off. <laughs> but I got the leg, and then I ended up uh, boating it out. And I pulled it in, and I was like, fuck, man. It was all muddy and shit. But, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, first time fucking. Oh, and I had my neighbor. I didn't have anybody there. So I ended up, uh, when I got the boat, I ended up getting my neighbor. I was like, hey, I need your help. Was, uh, yeah, definitely. Nice old black dude. <laughs> I think probably weighed 300 pounds coming out of the water. Oh, dude, it was bloated as fuck. I could imagine. So bloated. And when I cleaned it, when I cleaned it, like, just fucking, ugh. It was pretty That's rough so because, you know, you're you're cleaning it, and then you find out that the mud ended up getting into the blood and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah it was great. Tasted amazing. Uh, but yeah, he ended up. Uh, it was kind of cool though because my neighbor came and he helped me with the boat and helped me get drag it out and everything. And they ended up hanging out and helped me clean it. But he took pictures the whole time. So when we were done, he's like, "Hey, uh, I got stuff I want. I got. I'm gonna print these for you." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, and then he shows me, he's like, "Hey, these right here." And I'm like, "Huh, well, that's pretty cool. I didn't know you took pictures." He's like, "Yeah, uh, you're gonna frame these. These are yeah. they're frameable." Got the whole experience. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's good times. But uh, anyways, brother. So we got. I don't. I don't know how long we've been on, but we got a shit ton of questions. Oh uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, for everybody watching, you know the drill. Um. So we. I posted it in the Craven Iron Facebook page, Demo Crew page, Facebook page, and the Aspa or the fucking Axe and Sledge Facebook page. Uh, for questions. And we got a lot. All right. Yeah, it's going to be good. And there's a good one. I'm going to get ready for this one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here we go. Here's the post. Here is you in 2010. Here is you now. Hey, we were wearing the same shirt. It's kind of cool. Hell <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, this one is the Axe and Sledge Facebook page. And it looks like we have one from Max and Sledge Facebook page. Yeah, but that's okay. So this one is from Nat Lyons. Uh, <coughs> top five most motivational people you follow on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if you have it. Top five most motivational people. Um, well, honestly, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Um, new stuff that I haven't heard before, which I'm surprised I haven't, but, uh, recently David Goggins has been a huge inspiration to me with running and, you know, walking and everything. Uh, the dude's an animal. Um, I would have to say him, um, Marcus Luttrell, uh, mm -hmm. if you seen the movie Lone Survivor. Yeah, Operation Red Wings. Uh, I'm big into those movies and uh, anything military. Really, I'm honestly regret never joining the military. Um, no, I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, um, yeah. David Goggins, uh, Marcus Luttrell, uh, Seth obviously is huge motivation. Uh, Bobby, Bobby's been killing it with everything he's doing. So he's he's been a big inspiration for sure. Uh, he actually him and Kenny got me running again, which I haven't done since high school. So definitely, definitely him. Um, 
And then, of course, Nat. I'll, I'll say Nat on the list. Dude's running every day, pushing the limits, always trying to get people to get off their ass and move. So that's my five. Dave, David Goggins, Marcus Luttrell, Seth Barossi, Bobby Dautrick. Is that how you say his name? I think it's Dietrich. Dautrick. Dietrich. Dautrich. Sorry, Bob. Yeah, sorry, uh, Bob. If it's good, Bob, it's good for everybody. Yeah. That's my five. All right. I like it. Good one. Good one, Nat. Good one. You got props yeah, on that one. Really good. Nat's actually lifting weights now. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw his recent post, and it's like, fuck, dude, you're getting more form than I do. Or than I have. <laughs> All yeah, right. Yeah, he is. All right, so this one here is the Craven Iron Facebook page. Uh, this one, uh, this this Facebook page, um, basically I just post all the podcasts on here, and uh, every now and then I'll put something motivational on there. We got a couple of uh, people that post in here regularly, like Nat, uh, Martin Lasalde. Yeah, there's a couple others. Anyways, so uh, another one, Nat Lines. I think Nat Lines actually posted a, co- a question on each page. Just so we have good ones. <laughs> Just so I would answer. Yeah. So Nat Lyons, if you had to choose a demo crew member to run uh unknown amount of miles or you go to jail, who would you choose? So <laughs> weird. I feel like, well, I feel like uh I feel like he's asking for something on this one. Yeah. Hey Nat, if you want to come to Blairsville PA, come on down, dude. I'll run with you. Um <laughs> With your damn six like, miles. Jesus. Yeah, right? I'll run with that. I'm cool with that. Hey, dude, he won't let you down. Nah, definitely won't. That, that, that'd be a good one to run with. Yeah, dude's unstoppable. <laughs> For sure. Bob can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob can't be his answer. Bob's, bu- Bob's a busy man, all right? He's running marathons and shit. Dude, it's crazy. Those dudes live like 20 minutes from me. I could probably go run with Bob. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd be like knocking on the headquarters door. Hey, I'm a demo crew member. Let me in. I, I drive by it all the time because they have a shop, 412 Nutrition. Mm. and uh, I I go there a lot um, instead of buying stuff offline. Like I, When I first started, I would use my code, obviously. Um, but then I started going to the shop just cause it's right there and I know they're going to have what I need so I can just grab it and be done. Uh, and then I'll let other people use my code. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing here and have to, um, I got a shop here. It's called absolute nutrition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> so before I was a demo crew member, I would go to him all the time. He helped me. He's one of those guys that's like, he would give you uh free samples and like, Hey, try this for three days. If it doesn't work, I'm not going to sell it to you. You know what I mean? Right. Really, really squared away guy. He's um, older, fit as fuck. And, uh, his name's Rick. Really good dude. Anyways. So, um, I used to buy from him all the time and then I became a demo crew member. I started ordering, ordering my stuff online and using my code. So, uh, I slowed down on using my code. And, uh, during this COVID stuff, I'd stop by his shop or I'd stop by his uh, nutrition store every now and then and just say what's up and see how he's doing. And he was talking about how his business slowed down so much. And he's, uh, 
he's like kind of pushing his limits on keeping on staying open right now because of the closure and shit. Right. And, uh, yeah. So I ended up starting to buy from him again and just letting people use my code, you know, I mean, I, I still, I still order stuff online if he doesn't have it or something, you know, yeah. or, uh, if I want to do like, if I'm like, Oh, you know, I haven't done a video and opening packages lately. I'll just order a package, you know? Um, but yeah, so I've, I get like a lot of shirts from him. Axe and Sleds are all American Roughneck shirts. He actually sells them there. And um, supplements, I got a couple from him, like Dozer and yeah, uh, Blueberry Homemade and shit. You know, I haven't tried that Dozer yet. I really want to. I haven't got it yet. I'll tell you right now when I'm on like when I'm running off of like a three hour or four hour sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dozer. Yeah, well, the same same with me, but Dozer is amazing because yeah. it's it's like it helps you go to sleep, right? And then it'll uh, after it helps you go to sleep, when you wake up, it feels like you got like six hours of sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, the falling asleep part's easy for me. I can do that anywhere on any type of terrain. Really, <laughs> um, it's just getting like actually feeling refreshed when I wake up. I never feel good when I wake up. Definitely never. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, uh, I think falling, I mean, it just depends. Like I, if I'm doing overtime, cause sometimes I just have to do a fuck ton overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll have to start like at two in the morning and I, I live an hour away from work. So I have to wake up two hours early, you know? Yeah. So I have to wake up at midnight to go to work at two to get off at, you know, two or, or four or whatever kind of day it's going to be. Right. So, um, I'll do that. And, uh, yeah, man, I just, uh, that's when, like when I'll take dozer, cause it's like, okay, well I'm only going to, I'm going to be living off of like three hours of sleep. Yeah. And if I have to go to bed at like eight or something, you know, then it's hard for me to just uh, lay down and go to sleep that early. So I'm, I hear you. I'm used to going to bed at like 11 or so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, questions. Uh, Tony Davis, demo crew member, uh, elite eight member. Good man. Big man. Yeah. Um, this going to be a good one. You heard? <laughs> you heard? <laughs> I hope it's good. I mean, I feel like we just bullshitted the whole time, but I'm cool with that. Yep. That's pretty much what we do on this. After, after the last two podcasts though, John and, uh, Nat, like, how could I back that up with anything? Like, I don't care what I went through. Those two dudes went through a lot of shit. So. I, I feel like it was necessary to have just a bullshitting one for right now. Well, I mean, that's honestly like, I was like, Hey, you know what? This guy, he reminds me a lot of myself, you know, I know I'm like a grandpa to him cause he's 30 and I'm 31, but <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm sure we feel the same in our bodies though. Oh, I know. No, I have heart problems and I'm, yeah, that's why I feel like grandpa. <laughs> I got joint problems. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> but no, I was like, ah, we need a fucking mild one. Where we're just bullshitting. Because, I mean, the last two were intense. Very, very intense. Like, fuck, man. Good ones. Good ones. Give you a shout-out to you guys with your stories. And if you haven't haven't watched them, watch the previous two. Actually, watch all of them. Just fuck it. They're all good. Hit them all. Hit them all. It's like a marathon. Or what what do you call it? Yeah, a marathon when you watch consecutive. Yeah. Yeah, marathon. Marathon. Craven Iron Marathon. And by the way, I'm probably going to take that little tab off because uh, 
That way people can actually search for my shit. <laughs> so anyways, all right. Dante Petrella, um, Mr. Democast. Also a good podcast. Haven't watched them yet. I need to though. It's not bad. Um, I try to, I try to hit uh, everyone, you know, and I hope Dante, you're watching all mine. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, would you rather be able to shoot an apple with a bow an arrow 100 feet away or fly to Las Vegas and play poker for 37 hours straight? Also, I will do that one next. So shoot an apple with a bow 100, uh, 100 feet away or play poker for 37 hours in Vegas. I feel like I would get tired the first two hours in Vegas. Um I've honestly never gambled, so that one's out. And the first one, I'm pretty sure I could hit an apple at 100 feet with a bow. I haven't shot it's not that bow. far away. No, I haven't shot my bow in probably a year solid. Um, but last time I was shooting it, I was hitting a uh, Gatorade bottle cap at 40 yards. So I, I think I could hit an apple at 100 feet. I could probably do that. Dante, you should probably set a hundred yards. Yeah, two hundred yards. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll try that for you. I got a football field about not even a mile away. I'll 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 get back into shooting my bow, and I'll I'll go shoot an apple at a hundred yards. Hundred yards? I'll try it. Okay. What do you what kind of bow you got? Oh no, I saw your bow. Yeah, yeah compound bow. Yeah, yeah. It's a bow tech. Yeah, no, I got a recurve. Nice. Yeah, I haven't shot one of those in years. My path had one. Well, I uh, I ended up having a compound bow with a math. It was a Matthews. Yeah. But uh, I killed mini turkey with it, and it got ah, it's just it got too easy. And then my buddy needed a bow, so I was like, "Here, I'll sell it to you for like four hundred bucks," which is yeah. a very very good price for a Matthews. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And buddy is a buddy of mine. I traded a BMX bike for this bow, so oh, really? I don't have any complaints. Yeah. Um. But I ended up getting the recurve because I thought it would be a challenge. And, yeah, it's a fucking challenge. <laughs> That's a whole new world. I was getting good at uh, – my goal was to get good at 10 yards and get good at 20 yards and get good at 30 yards and do that, you know. That's – I mean, yeah, that's yeah. kind of how you learn anyways. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. Because you go – I mean, I'm trying to go sightless, you know. Yeah. So um, I ended up getting good at 30 yards, and I haven't shot it in, like, two years maybe maybe a year and a half have yeah. to bring it back 100 yards 100 yard challenge i'll use recurve and then you can use your all right done deal yeah i feel like this is an unfair challenge for me but i'll do it <laughs> hey i haven't shot in a year either i think my peep sight's actually off i broke my strings uh last year actually and i got it uh restrung and it was never the same. Dude used a different peep sight than I had on there, and uh, I never liked it. I think that's why I haven't shot in a year, but I'll well, have to probably, start practicing again. Probably a little tighter, too. And, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, all right. Challenge accepted, Dante, but it's going to be 100 yards because 100 feet is just way too easy. <laughs> yeah, I could hit an apple with a rock at 100 feet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, favorite action hero. Favorite action hero. Um, damn. Well, that could be superheroes or mm -hmm. like 
like fighting movies like Rocky. That's that's considered an action hero, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's that movie with Tom Hardy? Um, is it Warrior or Fighting? I, I always get those two mixed up. I think it's Warrior. I Warrior. yeah, it's I pretty. You know what? Fuck it. Hold on one second. I always mix those two up. I, I just watched it the other day, but I can't remember what it was. Warrior. Yep. Yeah, that's the one with Tom Hardy. Um, Tom Hardy's actually the dude in that movie. That's who I aspire to look like. Like, you got The Rock. Tom Hardy in that movie, that's what I, that's what I want to be. Nothing dude, crazy. Just... beast in that movie. <laughs> yeah, right? Look at them! Uh, look at them wings right there. He's an animal for sure. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of an odd pick of who you aspire to be, but yeah, he's an animal. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Tom Hardy. I mean, I could I could say Thor if everybody wants me to say a superhero, but <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tom Hardy and Warrior. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think they have preference. Uh, let's see. You know who I really liked for some reason? Um, I just growing up as a kid, I watched that fucking movie when it first came out. I don't know if I was a kid. I was probably a teenager when it came out, but, um, when it first came out, it's the fucking, what's it called? He's blind. He goes blind. And then he has that red suit on with the fucking devil wing or devil ears or devil horns and shit um he has a fucking badass cane <laughs> shit i don't know i just got into superheroes this year to be honest well he was like a uh he was like a fucking um it was just like a one-time movie thing you know what i mean it wasn't like anything big I, i'm not sure which one it is he got like acid poured on his face or some shit like that. And then he had to fight a big black dude that was like um, a mob dealer, a mob boss. Huh. I'll have to look it up later. Seems like way, fun. Yeah, the way he uh, saw everything was by sound. So when it rained or when it, water was pouring on somebody, you could see their face and shit, you know? No shit. Daredevil. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yep, Daredevil. Yeah, that was uh that was my childhood hero, I guess. I watched that movie a lot. I always looked up to uh that movie The Crow. That movie's pretty sick. Is that a, isn't that like a kind of a weird movie? Oh, it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this one is from the Demo Crew page. These are all the fucked up ones, huh? Yeah, I know these are all fucked up. Well, not all of them, but most of them. <laughs> Look at the first one. Yeah, I could tell. Her. Thanks, Angel. <laughs> Would you rather have dicks for fingers or testicles for toes? Now, here's my question on that. If you stub your nuts, does it hurt like your balls? Or is it just like a stubbed toe? It hurts like your balls. Okay. And do your fingers get hard? Uh, well, okay. So my thing is, 
Oh, and yeah, they function just like, like how your nuts function as your nuts. Your fingers are going to function like your. Ah, oh, shit, man. I don't want to walk. You would have some big ass hands, though. I mean, depending on the person, I guess. Dude, you could be like go to parties as like uh, like hospital or uh, Halloween parties as that fucking scissors dude. Edward sure Dickens. Yeah, just make sure you hurt <laughs> all the time. And put gloves on. <laughs> I sure as hell wouldn't want to stub my balls all the time. Roman leaves toys everywhere, so I would be kicking shit left and right. <laughs> I definitely don't want dick for fingers. Okay, but you got to think, think about it like this though. Okay. What do they make for testicles so you don't stub them? Uh, cup. They make cups. They're, there's things for this, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they make uh, I don't think they make gloves that'll hide some cocks. I don't think. Well, and you got to think about, it, dude. Look at those things. They're fucking disgusting looking. I couldn't do my job anymore if I had dicks for hands. And I couldn't shoot anymore. Well, I might be able to. I just have to think I could probably shoot very well actually because it'd be just a bigger fucking trigger finger. <laughs> no, it'd be smaller. We talking I'm gonna about have to or someone <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go testicle toes. I'm telling you, dude, you you can find some protection for that. Uh, I feel like you definitely could. I wouldn't want dicks for hands for fingers. Yeah, yeah no, that'd be rough. Especially if they looked like that, like Yeah, uncircumcised, that's rough. Yeah, and no one has to look at your feet. I'll have sex with my shoes on or socks on. It's fine. Yeah, I wear socks all the time anyways. Yeah. Just yep. um, just say you have some deformity. Don't step on my toes. <laughs> Gun ball toes. Uh, all right. So Chris went standard. Good <sighs> Thanks for this. Uh, what helps yeah. keep you inspired and motivated? Uh, my kid, honestly, uh, my family, uh, being able to support them and, uh, make sure they live a good life. Um, my mom was a CNA all her life pretty much. And my dad was a preacher, so they didn't really make much money. Um, so we, we had the necessities, but we didn't get to live like crazy. You know, we were, I didn't get my first BMX bike until I was like 13 and I definitely didn't get a cell phone until I was 18. So I, I mean, I didn't have all the shit that other kids had. Um, not that I want to spoil Roman to the point that he has literally everything. I want him to learn lessons in life, but, um, yeah, my family is what motivates me. Good shit. Good shit. I had my, I raised, I raced BMX when I was a kid too. Mm-hmm. I was fucking terrible. I was one of those that I get the participation reward every time. <laughs> Dude, I broke so many bones when I was a kid. It's unreal. I don't know how I'm still standing. <clears throat> I broke a couple collarbones. Or I broke my collarbone twice, but that was dirt biking when I got a little older. But, uh, all right, Billy, another demo crew elite member. Good man. Good man. Billy. Definitely. Pretty boy. Uh, I think Billy copies and pastes these. Yeah, I think I've seen those questions before. <laughs> Not the last one. The last one's good. The last one's new. <laughs> Billy, appreciate the questions, but get new material, man. Everybody can tell, okay? <laughs> You're not yeah. hiding anything. <laughs> Copy and paste. Make it easy. Hey, at least he's asking questions. No, that's true. No, and they're, and they're not bad questions. They're actually pretty good questions, and it, it's like everybody gets a different answer. So, yeah. 
you know, it's not it's not terrible. Billy, just keep it up, bud. You're doing good. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, what got you interested in the brands on all three brands? Um, this is kind of tough. I don't really know for sure. I um, I used to listen to CT Fletcher uh, motivational videos all the time. Um, when I first started actually like lifting. Um, I started at a a strength training gym. One of my uh, Marine buddies, he opened a gym close to me. So I started going there and he always had like motivational sayings on the walls and everything. And I ended up just looking up motivational stuff before I would go just to try to get me pumped up. And I wasn't taking any type of pre-workout or anything. I would, I would drink like a Red Bull before I went and I stumbled on the CT Fletcher and I would watch him every single time before I went to the gym. And one of his videos played through and I think Seth's video popped up and I start, I was just listening to it at the time. I wasn't even watching. I was like, this dude sounds like a crazy motherfucker. So I look over and I start watching it. I'm like, all right, he's from Western PA, pretty wild dude. Pretty sure I've seen him before. And uh, I, I don't know, I just started searching him up, see who he was, figured he was from where I'm at. I mean, he went to IUP, which is 15 minutes away from me. Um, so it hit home. It was like somebody I could look up to, but somebody I could also see in real life on the, like, on a daily basis kind of. And so it was Axe and Sledge that I found first, obviously with his YouTube videos. Yeah. And then I started seeing his shirts and started following him on Instagram. And uh, yeah, went from there, found the demo crew and decided to join that. After that, I found American made nutrition, joined that. And now we're here. Now we're, cranking shit out every day trying to represent fucking a fucking a i like it uh let's see that's kind of like the same scenario with me i I mean i just i was scrolling through and i was i mean i'm when you need to get motivated real quick and you're driving to the gym and you're like i don't want to fucking go then those motivational videos Mm -hmm. just i mean they fucking hit home like it doesn't matter which ones like they're all really fucking good but uh yeah, you're scrolling through and then he pops up. It's like the, my first one I saw him of, of him is when he's on his tailgate and he has his samples and he's like, Hey, uh, yeah. you know, that's the first one I saw. And I was like, hmm. I'm going to fucking do that. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Uh, Mary fuck kill Jennifer Lopez, Kim Kardashian or your wife. My wife. I can really see in the, in the other room. <laughs> she's uh she's downstairs with the Roman right now. Um but she'll definitely watch this so I could really get fucked over for this one. Um so I'll be nice. Uh I'm gonna marry my wife if that's possible. Um I'm gonna fuck Jennifer Lopez and I'll kill Kim Kardashian because I can't stand any of them. Agreed. Agreed. So <laughs> I got that. Uh, thanks, dude. By the way, I'd marry J Lo. And <laughs> yep, no, I agree on that. 
I put, uh, you're telling me, bro, she has the fountain of youth or something still in her prime at her age. Approved. She really does that. Um, honestly, if I were to say I would marry her instead of my wife, I think Haley would be okay with that because she always talks about Jayla and how good she looks. So, um, mini situation. I'm going to be honest. I was a fan of JLo and then, uh, I don't think she's going to watch this, so. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, anyways, I was a fan of J-Lo, but then all this riot shit started happening, and I followed her I followed her on Instagram when it was all started going on. Yeah. I followed her, Kevin Hart, and Dwayne Johnson, like the three celebrities I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she always had positive shit, you know, and she's always helping out kids and shit like that and families, and that was really cool. So, anyways, uh, her – and Kevin Hart actually posted videos of uh, and saying that um, media st- needs to stop focusing on the riots. The riot, or it's not riots; it's protesting, and people are just expressing themselves and blah blah blah. And uh, they need to focus instead of focusing and saying it's riots. They need to say that it or what it is actually for, and um, it's for them to get heard and all that shit. And I'm like. Instead of focusing on the riots, you need to focus on the message. And they were both saying they were. I mean, it's like they were for the for all that shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not for that. You can uh, you can definitely get your message across without burning shit down. No, no, I guess you can't. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I was just like, I saw those videos and I'm like, God damn it! Like that's that's like the last. Those are like the last people that I wanted to see. Well. I mean, yeah. Kevin Kevin Hart, like, still love his video, his movies and everything. I don't hate him for his opinions, but I just kind of, like, downgraded him a little bit in my book. Right. Just, just a little bit. Not too much Kevin Hart, if you're ever going to watch this, which you're probably not. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, J-Lo, sorry. I wouldn't marry you. I would fuck the shit out of you, though. <laughs> and Kim, I'm sorry you're dead. You're for real? Dead. Yeah, so you're dead. Uh... Mary fuck kills Seth Bobby. <laughs> Who posted that one? Chris. Chris. Oh man. <laughs> she thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Oh. Wow. Well, I guess I have to answer it, huh? Yep. It even says right there. Look. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, Shaner, you're gone, buddy. You're gonna kill off Shane, huh? I'm killing Shane. Um, this is rough. This is real rough. I guess. <sighs> guess I'm gonna fuck Seth, marry Bobby. Really? I mean, either way, I could marry Seth or Bobby. No homo. And uh, I think it'd be pretty fun. I mean, they're both cool dudes. Into the same shit. Yeah. um, For me, I would probably marry Seth. Uh, Sorry, Bob. I would probably kill you for your driveway and your property. 
I like I like you, Bob, but you have a nice land that I'd take from you any day. <laughs> but uh, and I think he has a razor too. And a new Porsche. Yep, yep. Bob's dead. Sorry, Bob. Taking your shit. So, <laughs> uh, marry Seth, and I would fuck Shane because I feel like I could be, I could make him my bitch easier than Shane, Seth. Shane would be more feminine than any of them. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's like if I tried to fuck Seth. He'd probably fuck me up pretty good. So, manhandle you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'll do the manhandling chain. And plus, <laughs> I mean, you know, if I married Seth, then we could just fucking work out all the time, and I have Shane to make workout videos. Yeah, Seth would make you go to the doctor more too, so you wouldn't have heart issues. Yeah, yeah, and he could probably buy me some tests. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's I think I'd I'd kill Bob for his property though. Yeah, but if you married Bob, then you could have his property still. I'm not a big fan of like, I'm not a big fan of pot though. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it, but I won't. I don't smoke it. You know, I don't really care for the smell. I think that's what the biggest thing is: is just the smell. I don't care if people smoke it or like my wife; she'll have it every now and then or whatever. Um, I just I just don't care for the smell. Yeah. That's fair. Sorry, Bob. Dead. Dead. I'm taking your driveway. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, Christian, Mr. Push-Up King. Uh, physical trainer, nutritionist, which would you like to study and why? I could go both ways on this. Um, honestly, though, that's what I'm thinking about getting into. I know like everybody that's into fitness is like, Hey, I want to be a personal, uh, personal trainer or physical trainer or whatever. Um, but I think that's kind of what I'm leaning towards and getting out of the car business. Um, so I, I would have to say physical trainer, but at the same time, my nutrition is not on point. I would like to know more. I think if I knew more about it and knew how to handle it better, then I would be able to have my, uh, my diet on lockdown. Um, so I could go both ways on this one. Um, but I'm going to have to say physical trainer. Yeah. I was, I read this one and I was like, ah, I think I'd pick nutritionist just because uh physical trainer. I'm, I kind of know about workouts and, I mean, I can research that myself. I feel like I don't need mm-hmm. to like, I heard like, I don't need to take a class for it or anything like that, but nutrition, um, I feel like I need to learn a lot more about that. Yeah. Like I, I need to actually, I could probably take a class on that to learn it better than actually just trying to research all that shit myself. Cause I mean, that's just how I operate, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Uh, if you magically woke up tomorrow as a woman, what body group are you working out? Boobs. Is, is tits a body group? Chest. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would just stand in a mirror naked. You you work out your uh, work out your poses for a show. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I would get one of those uh, one of those bands, and I would pretend I was doing like a. Uh, chest workout in a mirror naked <laughs> kegels yeah <laughs> i, I want to know how that works so I'd, I'd pick kegels 
if you trained for UFC, what martial arts would you practice? Uh, what weight class? Who would you fight? Um, I would train BJJ. Um, a buddy of mine is actually training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu right now. And I've been thinking about taking classes and I kind of want to get Roman into that too. So he can lose some of his energy and just kind of learn, uh, like tolerance and respect. And I don't know. I think it would be a good thing for a kid to get into it that at a young age. Um, my kids in the karate, I put it yeah. in the karate. Yeah. And, uh, it's, um, it's changed a lot. It's been, it's bettered him a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. My parents had us in that when we were young. So I, I know that stuff definitely works. It makes you, uh, makes you a better human for sure. Yeah. Um, weight class. I'm comfortable in my skin right now and I weigh 172. So I would probably do like a 170, maybe a 175. And who would I fight? I would have to go to the top just to see how good I can do. I'm going for McGregor. And bringing on McGregor. Yeah, I think he's probably in your same weight class too. (laughs) Right now he is, yeah. His last fight he was. Yeah. Uh, if he dropped down to the 155 class, though, I, I don't think I could drop down that low again and feel good. So Rough. Yeah, that'd be rough. De- definitely weight class I'm in now. See, what's my problem is everybody in uh, my weight class, which is like 260s, 270. Big motherfuckers. Huge. And they're going to hit so much harder than me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, fuck, man. Hey, if you get one good hit, though. You know, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. No, I know, but you know, I'm a big dude too, so I'm gonna hit pretty. I'm gonna fall pretty hard. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Net lines. You know, every time, every time I do this, just a sidebar conversation. Um, every time I do this on the demo crew page, so I try to focus on not having anything demo crew related. Yeah, right. On here, you know what I mean. But then. Like every time after this is like boop, can't show that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways. Yeah, so uh Nat, a run with me and burpees with Brooke, or a run in a thong bikini during the day by yourself, what are you picking? I wouldn't be afraid to run around in a thong bikini. Um by yourself, I, definitely, by yourself. I definitely don't wanna do Brooke's burpees. I haven't done one of her challenges yet. Sorry, Brooke. Um, I've been meaning to, but I can't stand burpees. I really can't. I got to catch up. I just, I kind of, I have my days where I'm like, okay, haven't done these. I'll make it up. Oh, there's another one. I'll make it up. And then I'll have a day where I'll just do like, I think the last time I did burpees, I did like, I probably did like 40 or 50 just playing catch up. Right. And I'm like, fuck, man, this sucks. Now I got to catch up on all the rest of them. Now I got to probably do like 300 push ups in one day, which I'm going to end up doing. Guys, everybody that po- I, I got tagged in that like four times. So I have to do like, yeah. I think it's like 100 a day, which isn't bad for you at all. I got it. I got it three times. 
and I missed yesterday. So I got to do uh, 150 today or 175, somewhere around there. I did like uh, I did like three days, and I was doing 75, and then I got tagged again, and I'm like, fuck, now it's 100. So then I put it on pause for a little bit. I mean, it's mainly because of this fucking thing. You know, I stopped doing a yeah, lot really. of it. Right. But, uh, but now, uh, since I – he said I could work out and shit, so I think I'm going to start getting back into it. Keep telling oh, yeah. myself. It's just a little nervous, you know. Anyways. Yeah, I'm Anyways, enough about that. Um, yeah, and uh, bikini during the day. They probably, you know, if I had to be in a bikini during the day, if I had to do it, like, often, doesn't say you have to do it often. You just have to do it once. That's cool. Yeah, right. But uh, it probably, like, it's like when you're prepping for something whether it's like a competition or something, just anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to fucking probably slim down pretty good trying to get ready for that bikini run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, when I was younger and used to go to parties all the time playing beer pong, you don't know how many times I've ran around the house naked because that's what you do when you lose. So I've been out running around naked before a thong's not going to bother me. Boom. Well, hey, that was all the questions. Uh, had a lot of them this time. It was good. The demo crew page ones are always fun. Yeah, that was, that was pretty wild. Uh, thanks again, Angel. <laughs> I didn't really want to fuck Seth, but I guess I have to. He's going to be fucking you. Basically. <laughs> uh, but um, anyways, Josh, I'm glad you came on. Uh, I appreciate it. We've been on for a while. I didn't even time this one. Figured it was yeah. good. Figured it was, it was good. Yeah, I mean it was cool to bullshit, and it's uh after the last two, it was like it's just fucking get one on there that people just listen to and yeah, need a little wind down. Yeah, I appreciate you asking me to be on though. I mean, I I kind of wanted to be on a podcast just to you know get myself out there a little more and be more um i don't know what the word is uh comfortable i guess because uh when i first started into anything axe and sledge i didn't even have a facebook so uh getting back into social media i guess kind of making my way back through and getting more recognized so I kind of wanted to be on something just to get out there and express myself. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you wanting me to come on, even though I didn't don't really have a, a never quit story or a, uh, anything motivational. Just kind of um, have a life. Well, I mean, it's not all about, I mean, well, that's, I, everybody likes a motivational story. I mean, but, sure. uh, kind of just like set you back and, and as you realize, like, there's people like you out there. If you don't have a big, a huge story, but there's people out there like you that are just uh, average individuals. No offense, Josh. I'm one of them too. So, Not <laughs> but, hey, man, we all we all got goals and we all got things to set our minds on. That doesn't doesn't mean we uh, we we all have stories to tell. Um, the yet, ones with, the ones with the stories are the most motivational for sure, but. If anybody came up and asked me how to get through something, I would I would give them you know 100% everything I could to help them get through it. So 
I can be motivational in myself, even though I've never went through anything crazy to uh, push past it. Yeah. And it's life experiences, you know, everybody has different life experiences, you know, absolutely different body types, all that shit. Like I'm a big fella, so I'm never going to be your size, but there's somebody that's your size that wants to like get looking like you. They're going to ask you for advice. If they want to get, you know, fluffy and big like me, then here I am. Shit, I've never been this size. This is, this is the biggest I've ever been. In, in school, I was like 130 pounds wet, and I could never gain weight. And then, uh, I don't know, once she got pregnant, uh, she was eating all the time, obviously, pregnancy cravings. And she would want me to eat too. So I, I went from, it was probably about 145, maybe 150. And I gained like 30 pounds. I was like 180 at one point. And I think she only gained about 15 pounds pregnancy weight. So I gained a lot more. So I kind of, I guess I did get bigger and slimmed down a bit, but yeah, it is what it is. I think the smallest I've been since 2000, uh, 2015, when I got out of, uh, when I got out of the academy. Yeah, 2015 when I got out of the academy, I was like, Two thirty, I think, and I basically like all. I'm at like two sixty eight right now. Mm-hmm. That's because I was I was cutting, and then I started like working out with the guy that asked for help to get bigger that I work with. He's actually another lieutenant, but uh, he started taking SARMs, and he's like, "Look, I want to put the stuff to the. I just want to put the stuff to um like the max. You know, what I mean, I want to work out, I want to get right. big. He's taking bulking SARMs, or whatever." He's like, I want to bulk. And uh, I'm like, well, I'm not really bulking right now, but you want to work out, buddy, I'll work out with you. That's why I've been kind of going at three in the morning because it's where both of, the, both of us can go. Right. So, uh, yeah, I ended up uh, working out with him, and he wants to bulk. So I said, well, I guess I'm going to bulk. So that's why, I'm, that's why I'm starting to bench like almost 405 now. And I did, I think, 315 incline. Never done that before. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so I said, you know what, since I'm bulking, I'll try to like increase and maybe I'll, maybe I'll do like a powerlifting competition or something while I'm at it. Definitely. So, and I haven't worked out in like a month, so I'm getting all like fat and shit because I'm still eating like I'm working out, you know, <laughs> cause you just get that routine down. Yep. You're in it. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm going to be glad to get back into it. So. For sure. But, um, anyways, Josh, again, glad to have you on, uh, get a talk shop and get questions and just some fuckery and you know, it's cool because this is the first uh, hunter I've had on here actually that I know of at least. So it's cool to exchange hunting stories. I don't get to do that often. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the, uh, the demo crew is, uh, avid hunters. So I think this will bring some light to them too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's hear some stories. Come on, start posting dead deer. Yeah. There you go. All right, Josh. Well, I'll talk to you later, all right, brother? All right, buddy. Take it easy. All right, you too.